goodness, my 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 alarm for Tuesday for Quips has gone off. That's nonsense. It's still only Saturday. Right. That's it's the, the idea that the, the 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 alarm that tells me it's time for Quips will go off now is ridiculous. Something must be wrong with my phone. Yeah. Right. It's definitely only Saturday. Oh, oh, Jane. What? I've checked my calendar. Uh huh. It's Tuesday. Oh, I am very late for work yesterday. Yeah. And this morning. Yeah. But Hyrule is considerably safer than it was three days ago. Okay, well, we better get recording then. Ah, oh, fine, I'll put the switch down for right. a minute. Ish, I'll turn the sound off at I'll least. Fire up the jingle. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Magnetdale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnetdale. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast where two queer trans women, that's us, we're wifey types. Uh, we talk about the media we've consumed in the week and do silly voices and skits and just try and have a bit of a catch-up and a bit of a giggle. I thought we were changing the name of the podcast to Quiz of the Kingdom. Quiz of the Kingdom. Well, I, I mean, I was going to say, I was going to correct that, but we are living in, unfortunately, a kingdom right now. Um, yeah. And, yeah, you know, I know the title tracks. Yeah. Uh so yeah, should we just get into what we've played this week? Because <laughs> it's like one thing. <laughs> I, I, I played a second thing. I also kind of played a second thing, but I did talk about it last week. Yeah, so we may have spent like three days solid plus any time outside of that we didn't have other work to be doing. Mm-hmm. Playing Zelda. Yep. We've been playing that Tears of the Kingdom. Oh yes. How are you getting on with it? I am enjoying it. <laughs> I am. Um, I've, 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 I've done like 50 something shrines so far yeah yeah. i've uh done um some other big things that i'm yeah well sort of a couple of major objectives yeah we'll we'll give it a couple of weeks before we talk about anything sort of properly spoilery but i think we can reasonably talk about i think we can talk about basic game mechanics like because i think a lot of the things that might have seemed like spoilers to talk about like when the game was just coming out at this point, I'm like, yeah, no, you're gonna know those mechanics exist within, like, the opening of the game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, if we're gonna just talk about the opening of the game, can we talk about that music? Oh my goodness, yeah. Not talking plot, but the opening of Tears of the Kingdom has such good dramatic tension building in its soundtrack. It's beautiful ambience. I'm, I would be curious to know how, how it was created. Yeah. The- I am <laughs> guessing it's some sort of F-Mod style the further you proceed, more elements are added. And- yeah, it, it does a great job of being very subtle and introducing, like, <clears throat> qu- introducing more and more unsettling elements, including, like, things that sound like they're going backwards and, like, going into keys that don't sound quite right. Yeah, like, weird vocal chops that seem to be playing backwards or at least having that preverb thing. Yeah. Um... It, yeah, it's, that, it's that, quite uncanny. Uh, that whole intro sequence, again, spoiler-free does a great job of uh, tone setting yes, uh, and, like, dropping you in media res into a narrative and, like, giving you a lot very quickly. Yes. It's it's a real good opener. Oh, yeah. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and then it settles down a little bit for yeah. a while. And um, I think... I mean, you've started this game three times now. Yeah, this is my third time <laughs> starting the game, and this is the one I'm sticking with. <laughs> so I think it's it's... Not unreasonable to say that the game wants you to follow 
some basic stuff at the beginning. Yeah. And I think we both agree that it is wise for a new player to, at the very least, follow the plot Yeah, a little bit longer. Yeah, I would say, like, on that starting, the starting area, don't try and be too clever. Just kind of go the way that it seems to be directing you a little. And when you get off the main starting area, just stick with the main plot just until you got the paraglider. Like... Just just stick with the pl- the main plot until then before you go running off too much. Because it you, is... like us, will be leaping off of tall things going, Oh yes, my shins have shot yes. through my forehead. But I mean, <laughs> even more than that, like I think it's it's a good grounding of some like some elements and setting up some 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 beats before you go too wild. Yeah. And also it gives you an opportunity to understand a bit more about the world, meet some of the important characters that if you're going to get into any of the plot stuff, you're going to be visiting a few times. Yeah. And it's also going to set you up for go find other missions. Like, here is here is some directed stuff. Yeah. And, and you, you will know what is a main mission, what is a side adventure, what is a side <laughs> objective, and, yeah. and what is a, a shrine, a shrine objective. Yeah. I do like how it's broken the different kinds of quests down now. Uh, having side adventures be a specifically listed thing where you have the expectation of this is probably if not like a large quest with a big reward at the very least going to be like it's going to be a quest that's going to lead to lots of small side quests as part of completing it it gives you like a a scope expectation before you commit to a thing and some of those side adventures are bigger than others some of them are here's a slightly tougher than usual in the world puzzle yeah and some of them are Come here and do a thing. We're going to introduce you to a concept and we're going to give you like maybe five more side- separate side adventures. Each one of those to be completed will grant you a reward, <laughs> but also you're working towards like a main thing here yeah. as well. I-, I think a good spoiler free example of like the scope of a side adventure is there's one of the towns you can go to where you get a side adventure where someone's like, hey, I want some help with this thing. And along the way, you end up having, like, you are pointed towards interacting with set NPCs who have their own side quests, mm. and all of them end up coming together to tell, like, a large tor- story about the interconnected things going on in that town. Mm-hmm. And you have to solve everyone's quests to understand enough to solve the big quest. Yes. And I think those are, like, one of the big improvements on this on uh, compared to Breath of the Wild, is having more of those, like, little meaty multi-stage things to do. Yeah, and, and more of it feeling connected as opposed to going, yeah, child wanted you to do a thing, here's 20 rupees. Yeah. And feeling, or somebody yeah. wanted you to go to that one tree up on yeah. a hill. And feeling like the world has been changed by you having done the thing. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, like feeling like you, you interacted with people properly. Yeah. And I, I definitely am guilty of not really interacting with people in Breath of the Wild, unless they immediately <laughs> came with a, a red circle. Yes. Um, which I, I think may have lessened things. Now it's like, okay, if if, I've, if someone's name pops up when I get close to them, it's like, okay, I have interacted with you. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to interact with everyone at least once. Yeah. Which antisocial me is quite impressive. Yeah. But um, yeah, like, it's dense. It's so dense. It is such I, it's a easy dense to go. Game on a tangent for hours and go, I'm kind of struggling with stuff. It's like, yeah, we'll just try and go back to some of the basic shit and maybe you will yeah. automatically find your way to, to better stuff. Like, 
I went probably my first two and a half days of play before getting any opportunity to upgrade any of my armor. So yeah. every, every piece of armor I had was like three on the legs, three on the body, two on the head, because that <laughs> is the base stats for every bit of, of yes. pretty much every bit of armor. I don't know if the ancient armor is going to come back. I don't know if um, the, like the, um, is it the knight's armor? Oh, knight's yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure that had higher base, base stats than, than most of the other things you get. Haven't encountered those yet, so everything's been kind of like, I do a special thing, but I do have yeah. the, the bog standard stats. It's yes. like, okay. And things hit hard when you've got the bog standard stuff in this. Oh, it's, yes. It, it, it behooves you to take some time to go looking for, like, okay, how do I upgrade my armor? Stuff like that. Mm. And I think also with this, more than Breath of the Wild, I've been getting involved with, um, like, using the pins on the map. Yes. Like, if I if I can't see a way at that time to get a Korok to their friend, mm. it's like, okay, you've got a little leaf. Yes. I am tagging all of the, um, that one big particular enemy, there are, are several of around the map. Yeah. Like, I know I am not ready for you yet, <laughs> but yeah. I am, I am going to do that. Uh, like, there's one where, we were talking about it earlier, because yeah. I need, I was looking up a definition of something on the internet, it's like, this doesn't help me understand where I'm supposed to be going. Yeah. Because the I think the hint was something along the lines of in the subtropical areas, like, okay, well I know what tropical is. Yeah. What what is subtropical? And I lo- like went on yeah. online and looked that up, I was like, okay, that doesn't really help. Just below the equator is not a helpful descriptor. Just above or below the equator. Yeah. It's like it's about this temperature. It's like, well, I just, yeah. maybe. Ah, uh, yeah. It's I am consistently impressed with how much stuff there is just hiding in this game, just out of sight. Um, yeah. Like, there was a whole conversation we had the other day about the islands in the sky. Yes. Where, like, I'd been struggling to find a particular resource. Yes. And you'd sort of had a realisation of, like, huh, some of these islands maybe have, like, lower levels to them, and maybe that's a thing. And, like, suddenly going, oh, yeah, that's a thing, and I've just not noticed it. Yeah. Like, I'm now spending a lot more time on every single island, sort of yeah. tiptoeing around the very edge, peering off the side. Yeah. Or it's things like, I'll I'll, I'll be down in the, uh, the, 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 some of the darker sections of this game. Like, I, oh. I think we can say there's an underground section. And, was, like, yeah. pretty much as soon as you hit the ground, you're presented with. Yeah. Um, I went, I, I'd been going around the underground, just like going from point of interest to point of interest, like the obvious things. And I went like a little bit off the beaten track, just going, I wonder, I wonder what's over here where there's like nothing drawing my attention. And there was a boss fight. I just stumbled on a boss fight in the, in, out of, completely random in the dark. I'm not sure I want to do that down there. No, this is why, like, for now I'm like, okay, stick to... I see an orange glowing thing. Walk toward that. Mm. Don't, don't go in a random direction into the dark. I think, weirdly, <laughs> with, with that stuff, the way it was presented right at the beginning of the game made me just go, oh, that, that's like late game stuff. I won't touch it. it. I, Whereas yeah. you went like, yeah, I'm fucking so, going to go for it. I, I don't know whether you... So, you know that first, like, major area, that, that first, like, town area you get yeah. to? There is a, like, right at the start of the game, there's an NPC who goes... Hey, we should go explore underground. 
Yeah, yeah, um, I've they done su- that mission now. Yeah, and because they suggested it right at the start, I was like, oh, maybe it's not as scary as I thought it was if, like, already an NPC's, like, gone down there and I'm supposed to go find him. I think it was partly a problem of I'd done some stuff with you, so it was like, yeah. okay, I'll go and I'll I'll get the paraglider and then I'll sort of have yeah. a bit of wonder and I'll, you know, do the traditional um, open-world Zelda thing of I'm going to stand on a tall thing or, or get up as high as I can and I'm going to tag a bunch of... Um, like shrines, yeah. And I'm gonna go and do all those shrines. And the problem with being really high up is it's quite difficult to judge scale. So very often I was getting dragged really far off one side <laughs> of the map and going and doing doing a thing. Yeah. And like I'd done like thirty some dungeon, uh, so thirty some um shrines because most of those are self-contained puzzles and yeah. it's about lateral thinking. Or, like, building something in a certain way, or yeah. using a certain resource in a certain way. They don't usually have a prerequisite of you have to be this deep into the game to be ready for it. Exactly. So yeah. it didn't matter that I was just bumbling around. And for the sake of I'm taking lots of damage whenever I do get into combat, yeah. doing more shrines made sense. Because yeah. I was, like, building up um, more hearts. And I, I've gone from the one wheel and um, three hearts that you start the game mm. with to like something like 14, 15 hearts and yeah. a, two full stamina wheels. So nice. Like, um, there's, there's a lot of stuff and there's, I've still got a bunch of un, undiscovered stuff. Yeah. But then everywhere you go, people are like, hey, this is happening somewhere. And then there's someone reading a newspaper. It's like, oh, this is happening somewhere in the world. It's like, I, there's what? so many places I haven't like gone to yet because I'm afraid of adding more content on the list to do. Yeah, and then there's mm. like general stuff. It's like, hey, you know, you thought you knew the world pretty well. Cool. There's something that existed in the previous game that didn't do what it does now. Yep. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Um, side note about shrines, uh, I really appreciate that you have infinite battery life for your Zonai devices in shrines. I've had some of the most fun with Zonai devices in shrines. Yeah, and I, I, again, I, I guess the reasoning is so that no matter what point you're at in the game, you can complete the shrine and you, it, it's not like you don't have enough battery to yeah. do this. But it does let you, like, play around with, like, what this will be like once you have that yeah. resource powered up. Like, because I, I don't have any extra battery yet. Yeah, that that is a whole resource of its own to go getting. Um, at, at the moment, it's it's because I and I went and found a way of mining resource that I need to get the other resource. Yes, I was like, cool, I've got tons of that resource. Now I can go and to this one place that sells <laughs> that resource and buy ten of these at a time. And if I get a hundred, I can have one extra sliver of battery. I, I will note there are other places to buy that resource. I, that's the only one I know about that's, right now. That's fair. Don't worry, you will find others. <laughs> I, I hope so. Because, yeah, no, I had a period of, like, uh, buy ten, fly back to somewhere I knew had a bed, uh, sleep fly back. Oh, sleeping will do it. Cool. Uh, I slept, I don't know whether sleeping once does it, I slept twice just to be sure so I, I went to like the beds uh, under that first town and then flew back to the place and bought ten more uh, and just yeah. like did that on repeat. I might have to try that. Yeah. Or I suppose it's you could taking just, ages. I suppose you could just make a fire near where they sell them I and don't, sleep I mean, twice. I don't know if, if, that, if that's the thing that, that resets it. I might have yeah. to do a bit more experimenting but it's like, oh god, just want yes. more battery. For- forcing them to, re- to reset by sleeping can be done. Okay, it's worth well, playing around I'll with. Give that a try. Um, initially, I was like, "Blood moons seem to be happening a lot faster." It's like, no, you've just been playing constantly for days. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. 
The, 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 I mean, obviously there is all the plot that's going on that feels way more alive and interactive than yes. stuff in Breath of the Wild did. It, it, but also there is like a whole bunch of other plot yeah. that is elsewhere. There, there is some stuff that is like how Breath of the Wild had its memories of a hundred years ago. There is some stuff in that vein. But also, like, I don't mind a little bit of that when, like, the adventure I'm going on right now feels like it is actually happening and the people around me are part of that adventure yes. and it's all, like, I'm, I'm not being taught... Because, like, yeah, we, we've said this before. Breath of the Wild, one of my biggest problems, the only characters you see Link grow and develop with are the people who've been dead a hundred years and not the ones he's hanging out with yeah. today. And this... Fixes a lot of that. Yeah, and even when you are hanging around with the people of today, it's only for brief sections of time. Most of that is Link doing what Link do in all games. He's just yeah. having a little solo thing. And but he never really felt like he had... Even when he bought a home, it never yeah. really felt like... Because there was no one there. Yeah. There wasn't really any life to it. Even when you like bought all the furniture and, and started yeah. putting stuff on the walls. But... Yeah, there's a lot of things that feel like they have more life to them now. 100%. Yeah. Like, the even even little things like... A lot of buildings, uh, like homes, used to have like little lean-tos on the side of them. And they were always just like, that. there is a door, there is nothing inside that. Yeah. If you managed to clip inside that building, there would be nothing there. Yeah. It is not rendered. And now most of those are just like... We've had five years. We've opened all those doors up. Like, oh. it might not be anything in there, but it's like... Here are some buckets and yes. shit. You know, the kind of stuff you yeah. might find in a little outshed. I will also say I'm very impressed at how well this game, in its intro, has foreshadowed things. Um, for example, I, you know, I'm not usually a fan of the Metroidvania style, oops, you lost all your stuff mm. at the start of a game thing. But I like that as you play through this, you get context for what that event was that happened at the start and going, oh, it's that mechanic that's happening. Happened there. There is some consistency that I... Th I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there is some consistency that's nice. Yeah. As someone that's play <laughs> played the intro like three times now, they set up a lot of things that I'm intrigued by how they've set up. Mm. Um... Yeah, god, there is so much game in this game. So have you got the full map open now? I have all the map towers. Cool. Uh, I don't have the full underground map, not by no, a long fucking shot. No. That is a million miles away from being done. Yeah, well, we <laughs> might talk a little bit more about that um, yeah. next week, but for now I think that we yes. should probably keep that one I'll, on, I'll the, say, on the down low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a map. I've seen very little of it. Yes, I've, <laughs> I've sort of in found missions that involve being yep. underground, but underground is dangerous and scary. Yes. And dark as fuck, because yes. there's no daylight, funnily enough. Yeah, funny that. Um, And as it's all very well going, well, Link can carry a torch, and, uh, and Jane, you're always someone who recommends carrying a torch. I do, but if you're using a torch, you can't pull out a weapon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, there, 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 there are all sorts of things to do, and I am fascinated by the things I am finding. Yeah, and I look forward to, to greater explore, exploration because the architecture and the um, yeah. flora and fauna 
are fascinating. Yes. Um, but that that needs more time. You like you almost immediately do- dove down there. I eventually got round and did that mission. Did yeah. a bit down there. And then was like, mm, okay, I've managed to get like 350 of that resource. Now to very, very slowly turn it <laughs> into something else. Uh, I was like, maybe I didn't need to be on this mission this long, but I, mean, I found a way that was going to make it much, much fucking easier for me. Yeah. And also, because I'd gone and done like 50 odd shrines, I had 450 of the most Im- important resource for... Um, being underground is like, oh, yeah. okay. The, yes. the one that you keep going, I haven't got enough of this shit. It's like, yeah. <laughs> no, I went on a big excursion underground the other day and I used like 250 of that resource wow. on one very lengthy excursion. That was a lengthy excursion. Yeah. Yeah. You've really got to be prepared before you go down there. Oh, yes. But maybe that's fine. Yeah. Like, I'm. I guess I am like well prepared, if nothing else. Indeed. Um, I am. I'm curious. There's. There seems to be a lot of stuff down there, and it feels like the more time you spend down there, the more manageable down there becomes. Definitely. But um, and there is so much depth in this. Like we talked about, like multi-level sky skylands. Uh, like I found stuff that was like three separate layers of. Yeah. Just a sandwich of separate puzzles that you might have missed at least two of them. There's so much nice verticality to uh, everything. Yes. Uh, it's like, oh, you think you know this area? Cool. Now some of it is in the sky. Work it out yourself. Okay. Yeah. It's. This game has, like, been absolutely full of creative ideas. Like, it has not yet slowed down feeling like it has interesting stuff to do with uh-huh. its tools. Uh, side note, I finally started playing around a bit more with, uh, like, constructing machinery. Oh. Now that I have, like... Loads of batteries. Uh, I have three and a third batteries Ooh, now. Ooh, Where it might be three and two thirds. It's somewhere between oh, yeah. between the third and fourth. Um, and I was like, oh, I've got enough battery to, like, start playing with stuff now. And I made an automated death machine. And Yay! it was impractical, but wonderful. I know, I set it free, and it automated going to enemies and targeting them with death. And that was fun! I like how a lot of the shrines are not just puzzles, but they're like, here is a way of using a thing that you might not have considered yet, or you might not have even found yeah. the thing. Oh, I have a thing that's like very minor, very minor mechanical thing I discovered that I've been like assuming it would do a thing since I started the game and I finally worked out what it would do. Oh. So I sh- fused a shield to that bird thing. Oh, And yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm sure this will be something. Like maybe I can like uh, paraglide with it without using paraglide or something. No. You can get, if you do the, uh, the shield surf uh, movement. Yeah. Uh, you jump higher up in the air than usual because you've got a bird under your feet. Huh. Uh, so if you're trying to jump up on a ledge that's too tall for you to jump on, you can have a bird on your shield and do a shield surf jump and go higher huh. to, to make the jump. That's very cool. I'd been trying to work out. I was like, this this fusion has to be something. It has to do something. I finally worked out what it did. I'm, I'm excited like, mm. to try more stuff like that when I find a way of expanding my inventory. Yes. I have... <laughs> 55, maybe 60 of that resource, and I have not found the NPC. Um, I will say this. <laughs> I am genuinely fucking surprised you have not found that NPC. And at some point, I feel like 
Like, if you ever want to know, I'll tell you. And you're going to go, really? That's where they are? And you're going to kick yourself. I'm probably not. I'm going to be, yeah. yeah, I didn't actually spend as much time there as I, as I yeah. thought I would. Like, I was kicking myself because I missed the quest where you can bump into them. Oh. I spent so long not do not not finding them on that right. quest that they buggered off to a more common place that I might stumble <laughs> upon them. They've gone to the more common place and you still haven't found them. <laughs> and that's beautiful. Yeah, still still hasn't happened yet. I, <sighs> a, a thing I thought I understood or, or I had, had, had a theory about Turned out I was completely wrong, and what I really should have been doing is just getting on with some more of the main mission, as opposed to, or, or some of the main missions, because there's like six open at the moment, yeah. as opposed to, like, footsing about with what I have, but I, like, I've been most of the places in the world now, apart from Gerudo Desert. Okay. Like, I've, I've kind of avoided Gerudo Desert, because... Yeah. It just seems more sinister. I've not been to Garuda Desert. I've not been to uh, the Goron bit. Of I've not Goron really been Mountain, up there really. And I've not been to Akala down in the bottom right. Uh, Akala's top right. Uh, the uh, 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 li- Taino. No, li- uh, the place in the bottom right that previous oh, was yeah, like yeah, a fishing the, the, village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I've had fun down there. Yeah. Yes. I've not- I just just before we started recording, I. Like, got to, like, the second part of what I suspect is going to be, like, a huge fucking mission. I might make that the next place I go. I'm curious. It's, I've been holding It's interesting, off. and yeah. it seems like a lot is going on there. Well, I might but go the down. the whole world is full yeah. of, there's a lot of going on there. Right, because here's the thing. I'm like, I, I want to go. I want to go check that out. But, like, just before we started recording, I found a cave with an absolutely, like, an unmarked, unnamed cave that as soon as I got in there, it threw up an absolutely fucking wild name. And I'm like, is that cave name implying, uh, something pretty major? Because if so, what the fuck? I, I am, I, I do like that there are, like, caves are a huge thing in this game, and yeah. we're not even talking about the underground. Yeah, just... Like, there are so many, like, ver- so, as you say, so much verticality in this game. Yeah. There's layers between layers, and I like that, though, the the caves are kind of signposted. Yeah. Like, there are sort of, like, if you, if you know what to look out for, it's like, ah, I think there's a cave nearby. And if you're struggling to find them, there is a mechanic for finding them. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, I've I've really enjoyed that so far, and um, that has made life a lot freaking easier. Yes, and I I, th- I think I just stumbled on that, f- I guess, fairly early on. Yeah, I was like, I think this will do a thing, maybe. Oh, oh, that did a thing. Yeah, that it's, did a good it's, thing. It's that classic Breath of the Wild style. Oh, I wonder if this will do a thing. Of course, it did a thing. Yeah. This game has foreseen every possible. Ooh, what about this idea I could have and gone. Yeah, we already thought of it. Here you go. And that, just briefly going back to a thought I, I started earlier, was like, I really enjoying the fact that, like, sometimes a shrine will see, it seems like it's just there to go, hey, maybe you haven't tried doing something like this with yes. the bits you found around the world yet. Let us kind of show you how it works by giving you, like, a prefabbed thing over here and a different prefab thing yeah. over here and maybe. You can find it better. And sometimes you'll find like flying machines on the on the Skylands that are more complicated than here is bird with fan. Yeah. It this game does a really good job of like giving like not like throwing everything at you at once and just telling you how to make all of the cool things. Mm. But making sure that like it's 
ridiculously open-ended mechanics don't feel too overwhelming, because if you're like, I have choice paralysis, I don't know where to start, it will slowly go, you've seen this, you've seen this, oh, you've seen this, maybe those are starting ideas. Like, it gives oh. you drip feeds of stuff to be thinking about. So, and, like, sometimes there'll be things like, hey, here is a dispenser, and maybe you've tried it, and it's got a bunch of this. Yeah. It, here is a shrine. Pop in the shrine, it's like, here is how to use some of the things you hadn't seen yet. Yeah. And I have really enjoyed that about it. Sometimes it's like, oh, there is there is a puzzle, and I can't work out what the fuck to do with it. I go in nearby shrine, it's like, oh, I now understand a mechanic I didn't understand before. Yeah. And, like... I appreciate how the um, hint system works with regards to, like, names of shrines. Yes. Like, you've got the shrine name, and then you've got, like, like a two or three word description. Yeah. This will give you a hint of roughly what you're trying to do. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. This one's called backwards. It's like, okay, I need to reverse time. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Got it. Do, do, do the recall thing. Cool. <sighs> On it. Um, But, like, yeah, everywhere you go, you are probably going to be picking up more and more stuff. Depending on how adventurous you are, you are going to find boss-tier enemies. Yep. Just fucking everywhere. Yeah. Like, I thought Lynels were terrifying in the first one. I I met a Lynel today that was one-hitting me. Through through scenery <laughs> at a distance, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, I don't think yeah. I'm ready for this. I, I'll, I'll I'll mark this on my map, and I will come back another day." Yeah, I thought Lionels <laughs> were tough before, and then across all my like three goes through of, of playing <laughs> through this, I have fought one of that particular enemy you've been marking on your map yes. when you see them. Oh. I have fought one once. I had to go on a go? Whole, I had to go on a whole little side quest to get enough homing arrows and to get a good enough bow right. and to get a good like a really good shield. Like I went on a whole little side quest to be prepared, right. and even then, the one of them I killed in like you know Ooh, in wow. the first playthrough, like took me like an hour and a half of attempts. Wow! Like it was a fucking menace. Yeah. Um, it was a really fun fight, but like yeah, f- yeah, I. Needed to go in prepared. It yeah. was no just like ah, just rock up on a lighter. It'll be fine. Yeah, I think I'm gonna wait until I've I've gathered more resources to level up some yeah. more of my equipment because yeah. I don't think I'm ready. But I I do see how I could be ready yeah. based on the things I've gathered so far. But you've found stuff I haven't even seen yet. Like yeah. there was like an armor piece that you were wandering around in for most of your first two days. It was like I don't know where you found it. It looks very cool. I'm trying to remember what what one that was now. Oh yeah, that head that headpiece. No idea where you got that. Uh, <laughs> I I went I went in a random cave and fought <laughs> some stuff, and there was a chest, and there it was. Yeah, that there, there there is so much to find and to do and to see and to talk to and to get involved in and to involve get involved in local affairs yeah. and to like be part of a community yeah. and to do all sorts of things. The uh, the only thing I was surprised to have found today was that there is an upper limit to the things you can fuse together. Yeah, how many? How many things? I we think talking? I got to about nineteen, and it was oh, like yeah. I I tried to fuse. I was like, you know what? An an extra one of those on that thing would be so so helpful right now because it's really ungainly right now. Yeah. But I have a lot of a thing I need to move to a different position, and I yeah. need to do it 
as quickly as possible because I need to sit down and record a podcast soon. Yeah. And it, it, was, it was just like, just one one more thing. It's like, no, you can't add anything more to this. Like, oh, oh no. Well, that that number sounds about right. I feel like somewhere around 15 to 20 was the most I'd tried to fuse of a thing together yeah. just to go, how ridiculous can I make it? And I fused somewhere between 15 and 20 and was like, it hasn't stopped me yet. This game is ridiculous. Ooh. And then didn't try to keep going. I think I, I mean, that's like, that probably why you see people that yeah. are like, I've seen things of people building like a Trojan horse and yes. like wheeling it. Like TikTok is full of people fucking about in this game and it's brilliant, My, but I am trying to avoid yeah. most of it. I, 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 I have seen someone just pilot a Trojan horse in, but they, they ultra handed it in to yes. the building. And I was like, why didn't you just add some propulsion? It's like, I I think I get it now, because you yeah. didn't leave yourself enough stuff. That's fair. Yeah, no, my TikTok has been absolutely demolished by, like, it. it's one of two camps. It's either I'm going to make this spaceship from this piece of sci-fi media that I like. Or here is a dick of balls. Yeah, here's just like a giant flaming mech man that, that can functionally walk, which is impressive, with a big dick and balls and the dick breathes fire. I, I saw a, a, a sort of more casual one of that of like the balls were like explosives the dick was breathing fire and then the whole fucking thing exploded <laughs> and the flaming face just came ah, careening yeah. towards Link yes. um I've I've seen so many ridiculous things I've seen so many people doing like uh videos where like they'll get one of like the uh, the glider birds and deliberately drop it so it's like falling from the sky island and they try and land yeah. on it while it's yeah fall. they try and like skydive down to meet to meet it and grab onto it and bring it back into a gliding position yeah. to 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 free bird yes <laughs> i i've been enjoying the ridiculous of 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 catching things out of the air <gasps> while you're yes. in flight. It's a it's a pa- there's a panic that sets in when the opportunity arises, but it's so cool when you pull it off. It's not just not just the thing that you're talking about, but also things like the only way I could move myself was by firing an arrow. Can I catch the arrow I fired? <laughs> yes. While also being <laughs> propelled by the thing. <laughs> Um, which is, 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 is a fun mechanic. I was surprised for a while how many, um, arrows I had in this game. And then I realized that, like, the game doesn't need to fuck up, because of the fuse mechanic, it doesn't yeah. need to fuck about with any types of arrow. You're just yes. gonna ha- like, go, I've got 200 arrows and I'm only like 16 hours into this. What the fuck? Well, the thing is, it's They're part everywhere. of it is that. Part of it is because so many things are like situationally useful to fuse to arrows. Yep. And I think the game just wants you to never, never be in the situation of, fuck, I don't have an arrow to fuse that to. I, I fear the day that that might become the case. Yeah, I've, I've yet to like, to have that come across. I've broken oh. every wooden box I've seen <laughs> and I have like 400 arrows in my pocket and nice. it's great. Um, Ah, uh, yeah, it's... This game is so good. Yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. Like, the, I, a, a stable has gone from being, like, just a place where I pick up a recipe and and find out where my DLC content's hidden <laughs> to, oh, I'm probably going to be doing shit related to this stable for, like, an hour or two, maybe more. Yeah. Some of this I might have to put down and come back to another day because I'll need to power up for it, but, like... They've, they've done such a good Stop job of making everywhere. places I didn't care about suddenly be really cool and important. Yeah. 
Or or just have more to them than you previously yeah. expected. The world feels more alive, more detailed. Yeah. And more strange because there's just like for all the people who are like, oh yeah, they've just reskinned Breath of the Wild is like <gasps> there's so much more to it. There's now. a lot of weirdness and a lot of fascinating there's things. Areas you've oh. never seen, there's areas you've never seen the way they are now. Like um that yeah. that one um, set of ruins I was wandering around earlier yeah. and I was like it's weird being here like this yeah um, some of the places I've been some of the places I've been less interested to go we, we, have been weird because I remember like Rita does it's great fun it's like I haven't even had time I do remember in the trailers that there was a lot of like sinky whirlpool things <laughs> and I remember those from Link to the Past and the Oracles games and they were a pain in the bum <laughs> Um, so not not wandered to there, but there is. I say I'm a fifth of the way through, but I think I'm only like a numbers fifth of the way through, depending on a fifth of the way through some mechanic, some of its yeah. elements. Yeah, like. But also, like, I feel like I'm more engaged in this than I was in Breath of the Wild. Like, there yeah. were so many side quests that I just couldn't I'm, be asked to finish. I'm so much more interested in going doing the stuff that isn't the main story. Yes. And that's not because the main story isn't compelling. The main story is more compelling, I think, than it was yeah. in Breath of the Wild. But just everything else is also so good. Yeah. But also sometimes it does feel like you need to go and do a little bit of side questy stuff. Yeah. And then, like, you will eventually grind to a halt on side questy things. Yeah. And go, I'm going to go and do some main quest. And then that will be like, here's a bunch more stuff. Yeah. Oh, you, you've you've been to a bunch of places and they've sort of hinted at a thing. Maybe you've sort of got an idea of a consistent thing that a bunch of people have been asking about. Yeah. Maybe you should look into that. (laughs) Or maybe go back to the main mission, because it might turn out that there's a mechanic that you haven't unlocked yet. Yeah. There's been several of those just thinking thinking like, oh, that's that's most of the mechanics are in now. There's a bit more. Yeah. And also, shout out to that one shrine that was like, okay, this is going to be really hard, but we're going to give you some really cool toys. Here is uh, a little trolley thing, little fan trolley you can drive around. Whee! But if you go over here, here's a little truck thing you can drive around. <gasps> Whee! But if you go over here, here's a flying flying machine that you can pilot <laughs> around in this like N64 Star Fox all range mode area size <laughs> sized space and and fuck about with that. And also, if you work out how to get into this pit. There's just a death truck. Yeah. <laughs> and as you say, in the shrines, we can do whatever the fuck you want. It's like, I don't want this to be over. <laughs> I just want to stay in the infinite energy place where I can just drive my ridiculous death truck around. <laughs> Firing cannons and God knows what else around. Yeah. Yeah. Do other things exist? Uh, yeah, funnily enough, uh, they do. No. Uh, I I did tear myself away from Tears of the Kingdom. You really did. Um, <laughs> like I played through half of this before Tears of the Kingdom was out, and the other half of it, like I I my work day today was finishing this game, and I was like, I could have been playing Tears of the Kingdom. Um, and I I this is gonna sound it's gonna sound disparaging putting it like that, but this was a game I genuinely was excited for and was just, like, just came at you the wrong. It week. came at me at exactly the wrong week. Uh, so this game is called Humanity, and it's out now on PS5. It might be on PS4 as well. Uh, it supports PSVR 2, I know that, so you uh-huh. can play it in VR, which 
I played maybe a third of the game in VR. Um, this is a puzzle game from the people who did Res Infinite and Tetris Effect to give you a sense of like weird artsy uh, artsy game types, uh, where you play as a ghost dog uh, trying to get uh, a bunch of humans to a goal by issuing objectives and putting object like uh, little markers on a map that will be like turn left here, turn right here, jump here, um, to try and get them safely to a goal. Uh, but the people themselves, uh, not always, but are often kind of disposable in the pursuit of the sort of secret objective of these levels, which is these giant golden humanoids uh, that are sort of tricky to get to and collectively to fair, get to. For the, the most exit. part, you don't need to get them. But you they are them. like... You have, they are like... They will unlock extra bits. You have to get a certain number of them to finish each chapter. So you don't need to get all of them, but you need to get a good percentage of them across a series of levels to do the final level of that s- section. Yeah. So narratively, their importance is sort of emphasised. Um... I don't want to get too much into the plot of this because the plot is fucking bonkers in exactly the kind of way I expected it to be. It's, it's, it says a, it, how do I, how do I want to word this? How do you want to word this? Um, this plot, um, seems like it's going to tell a very simple, basic kind of beat you over the head a little story. Uh-huh. And then it takes some wild metaphysical pivots um i sure had an experience i'm gonna need a few days to process it i finished today and i don't know how i feel i know i had a good time i don't know how to understand some of what i experienced and i kind of want to go through it again at some point knowing where it ends and seeing its narrative build it is an interesting game for sure um Mechanically, it is a very satisfying puzzle game. It has... Uh, I played through this in maybe like... T- maybe it maybe eight to ten hours, I'm going to say, oh. like across a couple of settings. And... Sometimes you spent more on some levels than others. Yes, occasionally I would get to a puzzle and go, no, fuck you, I, I know I can do this. I can that- do this perfectly. Yes, and that one puzzle that I spent ages on was a completely optional side puzzle but i was like no fuck you i'm gonna work it out and it was like two hours i was sat there with a pencil and paper you were sat there actually figuring it out yeah so i think i think it was i think it was like eight hours plus maybe two hours on that one fucking puzzle (laughs) makes it up to ten um but like this does what i really appreciate in a puzzle game where like no one idea outstays it's welcome and it's really good at throwing like lots of lots of new things for you to do Exactly when the last thing has stopped feeling fresh and oh. and surprising. Yeah, because it's a mixture of the basic um, lemmings yeah. or sleepwalker type thing of you have some things or something you need to take care of. Maybe you've got to push some blocks or you've got to get them to push some blocks to make the, a, a safe path across. Yeah. Maybe you've got to build a bridge. Maybe you've got to do a thing. Maybe, like, some things, some walls are scalable, maybe some aren't. Maybe you have to, like, turn something into something else for a bit. Yeah. And what I really appreciate about this is beyond just, like, having loads of ideas but never overusing any one of them, and never rushing past them either, like, they really know how to pace it well, um, I really appreciate that if you're doing a puzzle 
and you've like set up your instructions for your basically 3D lemmings to follow, and you got right near the end, and like your instructions work perfectly, and something fails, and you're like, oh, I just need to tweak one thing. You can restart the level with all of your currently issued instructions still in place. Mm. You can you can choose to restart and wipe them, but if you're like, no, 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 this was perfect except for one little change, you can just reset with everything intact, and that is yeah. such a nice quality of life thing. Oh, yes. Um, it would be very frustrating to try and remember where you had to put everything. Yeah. Um. I think this game does a really good job of justifying some of its more surprising mechanical intru- uh, uh, additions mm. in the context of narrative. Yeah. Like, it uses here is an unexpected new thing you can do as a way to sell a story beat really well. Mm. Like, it's one of the better puzzle games I've played in a while in terms of, like, feeling like you're going on a narrative adventure while you're doing a puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really neat. Uh, the VR the VR works really nice on it. It is really good to be able to just, like, look around in 3D space and just, like, keep dying about with what you're doing. Mm. Um, my favourite thing about this game, and the thing that I keep thinking about over and over, uh, beyond the really good puzzles and whatever the fuck the story was, uh, is how many characters are moving around independently on screen and how good a use of that this game makes in terms oh. of... It's one of the things I've always said about, like, uh, more powerful gaming hardware is that we don't need to be always pushing higher fidelity resolution for the one or two characters in a oh. room. You can have uh, a void full of low-poly people, but there's like a there's like a thousand of them over here mm-hmm. and a thousand of them doing this and these ones yeah. are doing that. And, and a constant stream of them falling yeah. out of the sky over there. Yeah, and they're like, oh, they're clashing and when they clash, these things happen and these physics interactions are happening. Yeah, that, uh, like, the sort of stuff you used to get in, um, like, the, the stuff that was made for, like, Lord of the Rings, like, we need to make armies happen at each other. Yeah. It, uh, like, Rome Total War, I think, was one of yeah. the first ones to do, like, big armies. And I think that's what sets this up, uh, or, like, why I would say this isn't just, say, 3D Lemmings. Yeah. Because the addition of having such large swaths of people not only has interesting narrative implications, but it also really helps to give you some fascinatingly unique puzzles that only work because you are just throwing people at a problem. Mm. And... Some of the later puzzles where you have large environments with lots of groups of people interacting in different spaces in the level Mm. and you're trying to micromanage their interactions are the kind of thing that feels like it really is making use of the hardware it's on. Mm. Um, Humanity is really interesting. It is a fascinating little puzzle game and it, it takes a pretty good game to pull me away from Tears of the Kingdom right now. And the fact that I was like, yeah, I will make the effort to finish this today rather than go, yeah, I've seen enough of this to talk about it. Yeah. Which I probably could have done after that first play session. I was like, no, I'm gonna finish it. (laughs) And that is a testament to that game. Oh, yeah. Um, I wouldn't blame anyone who waited till they finished Tears of the Kingdom (laughs) to pick it up, but, like, it's it's release timing is rough for it. it. But the game is good. Mm-hmm. Maybe go give it a give it if it sounds interesting. Maybe purchase it and have it there ready to play when. Yeah, just you so know. you remember. Yeah, just so you remember because humanity, pretty interesting game. Mm-hmm. Is that everything we played this week? I played any- a bit oh. more of the Room Three. You did. I, I was did. I was watching on stream. Uh, yeah. So in, and in, in fact, it was you who got me out of the stuck. 
So I think we talked at the end of last week, maybe. Or we, we talked at some point last week, I think, about the fact that I'd played The Room 3. I had got an ending. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a great ending, but I had got an ending. It was like, cool, I have finished the game. And the game ends and it's like, there's three other endings. So I was like, okay, well, this stream, I'll... They're just the other endings. I don't have to play through the whole thing again. And I think I know roughly where some bits of this puzzle are and, yeah. and roughly how they work. I can I can understand this. So I went I downloaded the room four ready to go. <laughs> assuming that this was gonna be like twenty minutes out done. Yeah. I was like an hour in just frustratedly wander wandering around in circles going, There must be something I've missed, like Futzing about with various bits of the puzzle. Because I had so many bits of the puzzle. You did, yeah. And the one thing I was missing is like, oh yeah, there's a tray (laughs) that you're supposed to put things in. But what if there was something in it already that wasn't meant to be there that you need to pick up? And I was like, "Mm, that's kind of bullshit, but there we go. We got there in the end. So we did, we got got another ending. and, And that ending is kind of weird because stuff about it implies that you have already done the things you need to get to another ending when you haven't. Mm. Narratively, it seems like things are changing that aren't. But eventually, you will get a device that will allow you to get an second ending. Yes. And I pondered on that, how much time I wanted to spend trying to find the final ending. Mm. Because again, I feel like I know what it involves... I feel like I have had bits of it, but I don't have enough of it to finish it. And you know what? I had a little look online about at least how do I get to the next bit. What is the one thing that I am missing? Yeah. Because, like, I had already been around that mansion or around that one play area a lot to get to the point I was at the start of that stream. Mm. To then go, like, I did an hour found the one thing I was missing, and then from there was pretty much straight going. It was just like, this thing is kind of bullshit to find. How bullshit is the final thing to find? Pretty bullshit. It is a thing that I have interacted with several times, Mm. that I interacted with it in the way it has always interacted throughout the rest of the game. Mm. But it is almost imperceptible when you do so. Yeah. It is starting to make a change. You have to do it a lot. And you have to do it on a thing that is giving you no feedback whatsoever. Mm -hmm. That you are doing the right thing. And that can fuck off. I'm pretty sure I know I I can work out what to do once I have done this thing. And I might do it on stream this week. But yeah, that, that was kind of bullshit. But I suppose at that point I had already finished it. It was just... Glazing the donut at that point. But anyway, but room three, good puzzles, interesting plot. Some some of it can be a little bit bullshit, but not until after you've already finished it at least once. Unless yeah. you want to somehow try and get the, the best ending first time. Hmm. But yeah, that, that that felt a bit poop. Uh, what about you? Have you played anything else? That's, that's it. I, I tore myself away from Tears of the Kingdom to play one other thing and nothing else. Well then... <gasps> Time for this. Okay. Oh, Jane, Jane, I I found another mechanic in Tears of the Kingdom that the another game doesn't. Another one. Yeah, that the game oh. doesn't. T- yeah, but this is one that the game doesn't tell you about. But like, it seems like it's going to be really useful. Right. Um. 
So you know how, like, you can only fuse two things together? So, like, you know, you put a put a barrel on a sword or something, and you can't fuse Oh, you're talking about, like, weapons and Yeah, weapon stuff. fusing, oh, right. yeah. You can only put two things together. Yes. There's a way you can put more than two together, but it's weird. Right. I, I, don't ask me how I worked this out. The game does is not tell you about this. Is this my uncle works at Nintendo? No, no. Okay. Look, this is this is definitely legit. It's It's about as legitimate as... Is it uh, my aunt works at Nintendo of America? It's something like that. Oh. So here's what you do: you drop down the weapons you want to fuse together right. on the floor in front of an Octorok, but you also drop down like ninety nine blue choo choo jellies. That's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. But like then the Octorok like sucks all of that up, and then like does a little animation, then spits it out, and now the extra thing is fused onto the end of the weapon, and it's fused on using choo choo jelly. And you've done this, have you? I mean. I've been told that it works, and it makes about as much sense as how weapon repair works. The problem is, is I can't drop all 99 choo-choo jelly quick enough before, like, it starts sucking stuff up. And I would imagine some of it just starts despawning anyway. Exactly. So, like, I'm just trying to, like, do it faster. Because, like, having a sword with a sword on the end of it with a sword on the end of it would be really cool. As someone lived who lived through the era of... Turn around in a circle three times, jump forward, jump back, look, switch through your inventory, I, and do a forward cartwheel. Look, I, I lived through that... I e- don't believe any I, of this. I lived through that era too, and I wouldn't believe it too, but I did repair a shield today by letting an Octorok eat it, so anything seems real now. Oh nom nom, tasty shield. Are you a poor 25 to 45 year old? Do you have any illusions that you'll actually get to retire? Oh, God, no. Then why not unlock some of your retirement early? You've heard of those options to unlock some of the value in your house. Well, we all know that you can't afford property, so why not just unlock some of the time? That's right, you can move some of the time around from the end of your life to now. Why not catch up on that new game you're really into? Catch up on some sleep? Or even overthrow capitalism? The possibilities are... some. So, ooh, what? <laughs> <laughs> what have you watched? What have you put in your eyes that wasn't Zelda? Um, I mean, there's not not much. No. Um, <laughs> we put on seasons three and four of Cl- Star Wars Clone Wars. I think that is correct. Yeah. Uh, while uh, while playing Tears of the Kingdom, oh, we yes. just playing on our we hands. We were like, and... we've had enough of this. Okay, it's been an hour. Do you want to put some some long form media on, on the TV? Cool. Okay, it's your turn. Have you got anything in in your list? No, I well, don't have anything else. The... Should we just put that thing we've had in the back? Back end for like ages yeah. on. The, the problem we had is that all of the regular people we watch on YouTube were just uploading a lot of Zelda content. We were like, yeah, but that's gonna be like, what if you're gonna show a thing we haven't seen? So like, let's dodge well, that. Also, a minute. lot just weren't putting anything up. I assume yeah. because they were playing. To I mean, them. that's the uh, that's the other camp. Um, but yes, yeah, so we'd watch seasons one and two of Star Wars Clone Wars in the past. Couldn't tell you much about it. To no, be honest. um, didn't because it didn't sink in much. Well. Yeah, because his. He, Here's the thing about seasons one and two of Clone Wars. They are lots of self-contained stories uh-huh. where you don't get to see half of the story actually happen. Like, seasons one and two have this real frustrating structure We of, want to do in media res. Yeah. And we're going to do that by going, you know how Star Wars has the crawl at the beginning? We're going to do that like it's a news report from across the galaxy. Yeah. And then just like- drop you into plot that... 
it has to be wrapped yeah. up in 15 minutes. I, I'm going to make up like an example of one to try and give you a sense of the tone. It'll be like, Anakin Skywalker was off uh, on this planet helping with trade negotiations, but then the Senate got blown up and they had to come over here and we had to go rescue some refugees. We joined the adventure with Anakin doing this. Like, you feel like you've missed half of the story by yeah. the time that you jump in. And none of the stories really connect to each other. It's not not in yeah. any satisfying degree. It feels like they want to be telling 40 minute stories but only have 20 minutes so they just tell you what the first 20 minutes were. Or it just feels like they felt they could just get away with Star Wars. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a weird vibe. And like it wasn't bad, but it I was I think they were trying their best with it, but like yeah. that time limit did not give yeah. them much, especially since it seemed like they wanted to do a person can tune into this and not feel yes. like they've missed anything they, ever. They were terrified of serialization, yeah. but also did not feel confident in their ability to tell a complete story in the time limit they had. Yeah. And that creates a weird vibe. Seasons three and four, considerably more interesting, mm. um, I think. They were, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, they were, they, they've gotten a lot less afraid of doing serialised arcs, where you'll yeah. have like a four or five episode arc about a thing. Or, or about just um, a couple of characters having yeah. a, an experience. Not every single story has to be Ahsoka and Anakin. Nope. It, you know, you can have little arcs about like... That's considerably yeah. less Obi-Wan like, in, in yeah. later seasons. It's, it's nice having like, oh, here's like a five episode arc about like this pair of villains and what their whole thing is yep. that like... The main cast is nothing to do with. Here's just a group of droids. Yeah, for uh, a here's, while. Here's a little goofy side story about this group of droids. Um, it also like stepped up in. Um, We're going to talk about slavery. Yeah, it steps up in intensity a lot. Um, yeah. it, do think, it doesn't shy away from tackling like yeah much more mature topics. I, I think the moment I realised like it had definitely crossed a threshold was I think it was in season three. Where there is a slave who is threatened with re-education and literally throws herself out a window to her death quite quite gruesomely, like hitting the floor and like her body's in quite a shape. Yeah. To avoid re-education mm -hmm. in the slave labor camps. Like mmm. I don't think season one would have managed no, that. Season like it's season one and two would never. No. Um but like they also have been a lot less afraid of like telling stories that feel like they are connected to the rest of the Star Wars universe, mm. like stories about other characters either pri prior to this or that will come up later mm -hmm. that are relevant and like it, it's it's doing its own world building. Yeah, which we're starting I to understand some of the backstory from Solo that I didn't yeah. care about. <laughs> it's it is people talk about. Clone Wars being a good like it gets better as a show. Start of season three is really where that happens, I think. Yeah, and I, I weirdly of of all the shows that I think we've ever said that about, Clone Wars feels like the one that you could just jump in at season three and you wouldn't feel oh, like you've missed what, anything. One thousand <laughs> percent. All you need to know, uh, Anakin, Anakin's a Jedi. Obi Wan's in charge. Uh, Anakin's um, apprentice is is Ahsoka. Um, Jar Jar Binks is on the Senate. Yep. I I literally think that might be it. Yeah. Maybe you need to know that and if you've seen Revenge of the Sith, yeah. you probably pa know all of that. Palpatine anyway. has a has a cool assassin that work that works for him. Several. Uh, yeah. 
That might you, be you, about you it. You might struggle to understand where Asajj Ventress turns up. But yeah, like there's a... It's there's, kind of talked about in the episodes yeah, there's anyway. There's one or two characters you might go, okay, what episode do you show up in? I'll yeah. go back and watch that episode. But like, yeah. And Commander Cody. <laughs> I think I think he might be mentioned in one of the one of the maybe people's. who the fuck knows. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Season season three and four have been considerably better watching. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I feel like there is more to it. I th- I thought we had all of it, but um, I feel like people have told me like a bunch of stuff that happens um on Mandalore that we definitely did not see. I I mean, unless it's one of those things where like it technically changes to a slightly different name. Partway through, like, is it? It changes from Clone Wars to the Clone Wars. I think it might be, um, like, um, feature-length episodes. Yeah, we might be missing, like, like a, a movie I, that finished we, it yeah. or something. Where we got to definitely felt like if they were going to end it there, I, I, I understand ending it there. Yeah. It ended on a season close kind of cliffhanger. Yeah, I, I feel like I have been told certain things about where this gets to because people have yeah. said like. Oh, you watch this media? Did you watch Clone Wars? Because like a lot of why that happens in 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 this show is because of stuff that yeah. happens in Clone Wars. It's like oh no, I have to watch that one. At some point, we'll do the googling required to find out what yeah. we what what it is we're missing. I'll, I'll ask Beth. I know, I know. Beth, Beth was the one that was like, "You need to see this." Beth is like, "Cool, I trust you." I'll ask Beth. Um, did you watch anything else? Um, the only other thing I watched, I watched one YouTube video, uh, <laughs> but I might have watched others. This was the one I remember watching because I watched it, uh, while I was finishing work today. Uh, the video is called A History of Disney World Urban Exploring, and I'm just finding the oh, name yes. of the YouTube channel because I did not make a note of it in my notes. It was George Browning, uh, and this is a, uh, 35 minute video about the history of people doing urban exploring within Disneyland parks yeah. and its sort of origins from like some late 80, early 90s people like sneaking in and camping out inside of rides overnight uh, that were mid being built through to the like modern day vlogger, YouTuber uh, oversaturation when where Disney, like, very harshly clamped down. Oh. And some of the, like, just weird intricacies along the way in between. Uh, it, it was an interesting watch. It, it's always interesting to get an insight into the journeys of people going places they're not supposed to be and documenting what they find there. Oh. Um, one thing I didn't know, I knew there were photos from... Uh, one, of the, one of the more notorious uh, uh, examples of, like, going places people aren't meant to in Disney is the... Um, there previously was an island that was an animal sanctuary that just got abandoned. Um, okay. That is a whole thing. And there were photos of it from people who, like, swam out in the middle of the night uh, with, like, waterproof bags to keep their cameras in and took, like, photos. No one had ever taken video around it. And apparently, like, fairly recently, someone went and took, like, HD video and spent, like, two full days just living on this little island documenting the remains of what was once a, a Disney park. Right. It was an interesting little journey. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Have you watched anything else this week? Um, it's not been a big watch, and one of the things I watched I want to talk about and listened because it was a music video. Okay. Well then. <gasps> Time for this. Laura, 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 Laura. 
What? We've got a new sponsor. <gasps> Tell me about our new sponsor. Well, do you play video game? I do play video game. Do you sometimes go, but five more minutes? I do sometimes go, but five more minutes. And then the sun is coming up. Yeah, yeah. Well, what if yeah. there was a way of reminding you to go to bed? I mean, I don't want it, but I feel like I need it. What if there was a product that would give you a little alarm every five minutes? Just, oh. just like, there's your five more minutes. You wanted five more minutes. Okay, well, I'll just hit snooze and have five more minutes. Yeah. Well, now it's going to be louder. It's oh, going to no. be a slightly less little alarm. Oh, no. It's going to be a, just a little bit bigger. A little bit more shrill. A little bit more shrill. Yeah. A little bit more... More vibrate in a bad way. A little bit more sensory nightmare. Mm, 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 mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, but the video mm-hmm. game's really good, though. Ugh. Well, five more minutes. It's going to get worse. Ugh. How Ugh. many of these do you think you can handle? Okay, fine. I'll go to bed. There you go. Ugh. It's built right in. This is the game of Reminder.lol.net. Enter the code QMPS261 and you can get 10% off your d- device. Alarm thing. It's like a whole weird thing that just like plugs into the power and then it has its it. own separate power and then yeah. you just type the, the time you want the alarm to happen and then the number of decibels before you are going to have a local noise complaint and then it doubles those and sets that as the maximum. Oh no. It's probably fine. Okay, fine. Just one more shrine. <laughs> Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software. Hi. Hi. So, finally got some good news for us. Nice. I mean, look, it's on the backdrop of bad news having happened, but it's good news for now. Uh, so, you know how the uh, the uh, those UK regulators tried to stop us doing that big uh, studio acquisition recently? Yeah, wasn't happy about that. No, no. I assumed that they're just closed for business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I, we've been trying to make sure that, like, you know, all the other big ones do approve us so that we can, yeah. you know, put pressure on the UK and go, you're the only ones holding back, what's wrong with you? I mean, they're barely a country, it doesn't matter, right? Right, so... One of the ones that, like, I was pretty sure were going to tell us we couldn't do it was uh, the EU. The EU approved us. Nice. I, 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 I should have told you this earlier. I've been working on a little strategy and it seems like it's worked out. Right. Um, you may have noticed there's a few fewer interns in the office at the moment. Yeah. I mean, look. I assume they were just, you know, sleeping in a cupboard or something. Or cowering you know. in fear or whatever. Oh, but I like to kind of see that when that's happening. Right. Big fan. Uh so, I sent some of the interns to, uh, there's no better way to put this. I sent them to break into the regulators' homes while they slept. Right, right. And just whisper into their ears, approve the acquisition. Right, Approve right. the acquisition. And, like, and, and we have interns that speak French and I mean, we gave them, like, German little Google and... Translate cue cards that, like, you know, right. said what to say. Uh, only, like, three of them got arrested. Uh, and the deal got approved, so I guess it worked. Yeah, and we're not going to pay bail for them, right? Well, exactly. We will deny all knowledge. The legal, legal folks will be on top of it. You are a fucking genius. I know. So, Laura. <gasps> yeah? What have you put in your ears? You're going to have to carry this segment, because all I've listened to is the Tears of the Kingdom. Oh. Tears of the Kingdom, Tears of the Kingdom. That's good. 
I've listened to nothing. I like the new armor upgrade sound. It's basically the same as the old one. There's a little flourish at the end I really like. Yeah. I like the music that plays when Hestu upgrades your infantry size. <laughs> Look, you could find Hestu any moment. I can't find Hestu any moment. When you're ready, let Being me know. Me. I will point you at Hestu. I'll find Hestu in my own time. Okay, you find Hestu in your own time. <laughs> <laughs> rude. I love you. I love you too. Being rude and mean. I, 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 I wasn't joking. It's, it's good. Yeah, have you seen slash heard Tenacious D's new song? Oh, the video games. One. Video games. Yeah, I, I don't think I've heard the whole thing, but I heard about um, probably like half of it. Have you seen the music video? Yes, it's <laughs> fascinating. I, I have it saved in a tab upstairs to properly watch. I saw like, I saw like half of it on TikTok. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, it's not very long. It's it's like a minute long. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of it is credits, so you can get through it pretty quickly. It's it's beautifully animated. It's very silly. And um, despite what Jack Black says, I think Jack Black might play video games. No, he doesn't play video games. He just... He, he does work. He, he does important adult jobs that are not video <laughs> games. There's video games and then there's Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> it it was a good, amusing watch and listen. Yes. I think that's everything I listened to. Yeah, it's a real short one for yeah. listen. We've yeah. just been putting Tears of the Kingdom in ourselves. Next week isn't going to be much better, I'll be honest. No, it, it's, it, look, it's going to be a while. We're, we're going to be living in this particular rabbit hole. <laughs> the episodes probably get shorter, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think that's everything then. Well, then. Time for this. Are you into playing the new latest new video game? Yeah! Do you wish there was a way that you could move about a bit while you were playing the video game? Because, you know, all of your bits are seizing up from not having moved and sat on the sofa for what you thought was just, a, like, two days, but it turns out it was, like, six days? I guess, yeah. Try Switcher Size! Switcher Size includes weighted Joy-Con grips. Now you can feel like you're doing weights. But that's not all. Don't worry if you've got your controller in sort of handheld mode. Now it comes in a little strap around your neck with a built-in lithium polymer battery that sits around the back of your neck to balance the weight out. The strap sits right in front of your face where it would be if you were holding it in your hands. Meanwhile, you can waggle your Joy-Cons like you're doing weights. I mean, I could, or I could just keep lying here playing it. I mean, you can absolutely do that. I'm doing this because my body hurts when I do that for too long. Switch aside, it's optional. Meow. Do you have warm spots? Meow. Do you have a warm spot that there was a human, and then there was not a human, and you were like, well, I will have these worms, these worms are mine now. Well, what if if the human comes back and is like, you're in my seat? That's not, that's not yeah. your seat. You were there. That was your seat. Yeah. You may be entitled to compensation and dreamies. Join our class action lawsuit. We are looking for more kitty friends to sue the humans to get more treats because they keep taking back the worms that we rightfully sat on. I'm here to work for Mew. <laughs> Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Pro Justice Warriors. Pro Justice Warriors. Yeah. 
All right, Larry. All right, Barry. How are you doing? Oh, you know, I've been uh, finding myself a bit more gravelly recently. I'm, uh, you, know, you know, given that I've recently lost my voice twice, you know, oh. I'm starting to get a bit concerned, you know. You, you been all right? Yeah, yeah, I've been all right. Just uh, watching uh, the continued uh, stuff going on with that writer's strike over in the US. Oh, yeah, how are they doing? Uh, the, the, the writers are doing a real good job of, uh, you know, of striking and, you know, not crossing the picket line and some good solidarity from other unions. Uh, excellent, excellent. Good progress being made I've been made seeing, there. you know, lots of publicity of uh, actors showing up on the, on the picket, but, uh, you know, yeah. who knows how long they're staying there after that photo's been taken. Yeah, well... <laughs> The latest development that's a bit grumbly is uh, a lot of studios have started talking about the fact that, oh, no, no, we don't need to worry about this writer's strike. We'll just use AI to finish writing those scripts that those writers won't write themselves. Right. And, uh, yeah, understandably, writers are not happy about the prospect of a uh, basically guess-the-next-word machine being used to try and finish writing, you know, narratives that they care deeply, deeply about, you know, having having created and whatnot. I am almost tempted to say, let one of them do it. Let one of the really big ones do I, it with a massive property I, and just watch how massively it fucks I've up. I've been having a similar thought there and I'm like, you know, the, the one that jumps to mind that I know is uh, currently on hold because of the writer's strike is uh, the final season of Stranger Things. Oh my. That that would be, that's the kind of thing they're, that they're, like, they're the writers and the producers and, and the directors, aren't they? Yeah. Now that's that's the kind of one where if Netflix were to turn around and try and like, AI complete that and it like completely shat the bed. It would be bad for people who enjoy that show. Great for proving a point about the importance of writers. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, how how have they, they so short sighted that they learned nothing from the last round of writer strikes? Yeah, you only have to look at something like uh, Heroes, great example of a show that was like on top of the world, poised to be the next big thing. You know, season two absolutely shat the bed because the writer's strike and because, you know, the these these uh, executives decided to try and force it through rather than, you know, just pay their writers a proper wage. Yeah, and when we're hearing about all sorts of things like, well, big shows where they would have previously had the writer on set, so if anything felt like it needed, uh, you know, changing at the last minute that they could do that. I know uh, Rings of Power is one of those. Yeah. They've, you know, they're, they're just like, oh, we'll just keep going without the writers on set. We'll, we'll just have to go with what we've got. Yeah. Right, but and, and you know, all these these opportunities where they're spending, you know, millions on on budgeting and you know all these huge, amazing uh, locations and and uh, like graphic stuff for, for effects and and entire scenes and sets. And and they're just fucking about yeah. with it because that the, the, they cannot bring themselves to let even a little little grip of of some of the money go. Yeah. So, or you know, not not much actionable to suggest on this other than just like be aware that this is happening and be vocal. Like, be talking about the fact it's happening and that you don't want to see studios, you know, rather than properly pay striking workers. Just try and get an autocomplete machine to ad lib the rest of your story. Yeah, because uh. I think most people, you know, given given the chance, would rather wait until an amicable uh, resolution has been come to, rather than going, "Oh yeah, yeah, well, I want it anyway. I don't care. Will, will you make it happen? 
you you said there would be a new series of this this year. I I want more now, more now, please, more now. Yeah. The 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 general selfishness of of, of consumer culture, and and I hope that there is uh, isn't too much of that, and a decent number of people will be uh, will be on the side that is is saying that the writers do need uh, respect and credit and 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 fair payment for their work. Indeed. How's it going, mate? Oh yeah. <sighs> Ah, good hug, mate. Good hug. Right, then I'm going to go for a little nap. Oh, sounds perfect. Nice, nice. So, Laura? Yes? What do you do when you're not playing Tears of the Kingdom and also not doing this podcast? <laughs> uh, I do other stuff on the internet, which can be found at Laura K. Buzz in most of the places. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. Um, the main thing is June 9th. Uh, that's coming up real soon. Uh, 4 p.m. UK, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. The Accessibility Summer Showcase is going to be taking place. <laughs> That's in like three and a half weeks. Uh, come find out about a bunch of video games that are really cool video games, but also have a bunch of cool accessibility stuff going on. And hear from a bunch of cool accessibility consultants and disabled gamers. And just come enjoy a thing during basically E3 Summer Games Fest week. This is the thing I'm making. Come give it a watch. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What about you on the internet? Uh, linktur.ee slash janiac. You can find the things I've written, the thing, music I've made, the t-shirts I've designed, all the stuff I do. The most important one is patreon.com slash radio for as little as a dollar a month. You can help me justify all the times I have to tear myself away from Tears of the Kingdom. Right. Um, including making the, and editing this podcast. Um, but yeah. Uh, join join the lovely people join become become p- patreon number 30 that would be lovely help me get to that glorious 50 by the end of the year i would super appreciate that and i think that's everything laura <gasps> let me sing us out please darling until next time be a stranger <laughs>